0: Sunshine bright like the moon in the night when the sky turns dark full of my dreams good things coming in my path and i love it when they say it all arts with a fresh buzz god it shine like the sunshine bright like the moon in the night when the sky turns dark full of my dreams good things coming in my path and i love it when they say you all arts with a fresh
1: Hey guys, it's me Sienna and i'm excited to be back and to welcome you to a special Mad Pride 2021 edition of what you don't hear For those of you who are listening to this podcast for the first time, what you don't hear is a podcast by young people, for young people, with young people. It was created in 2020 by the Weave Youth Advocates to help stay connected during COVID times and to talk about the social and political issues facing young people. Unfortunately, we had to have a little break from the podcast this year due to COVID lockdowns, but it's so excited to be back and talking to young people again, especially after the isolating year that we've had here in New South Wales. I'm just going to quickly tell you a bit about Weave Youth and Community Services and about Mad Pride. Because I'm pretty sure some of you are thinking, what the hell is that? Weave Youth and Community Services is a not-for-profit grassroots community organisation based in Sydney that provides a range of support services to children, young people, women and families. And every year for Mental Health Month, they hold an event called Mad Pride. Mad Pride is a free, youth-led event, usually in person, that brings together our community to celebrate the creativity, wisdom and achievements of young people through visual and performing art, while also shining a light and talking about youth mental health. I've been involved in this event for the past four years and it is by far my favourite event of the year. When I think of Mad Pride, I think of empowering young people, giving a safe and accepting platform to showcase young people's talents and to build confidence. Mad Pride has personally given me such strength and courage and has taught me to overcome my stage fright and has also helped me become more aware of my own mental health and has also given me insight in how to care for my own well-being. By making space to talk about these important issues and challenging services to do better, we are working to break down the barriers and stigma young people often experience when asking for support. Every year we choose a theme for Mad Pride and this year its connection continues, after another year of isolating restrictions, we have been reminded of how important connection is to our mental health and well being. Youth mental health has been hit hard by these isolating lockdowns and is a pandemic in itself. This year's lockdown has been eye-opening for me personally because it's taught me just how much I like my own company, but on the other hand, just how much I miss people and physical touch. I've spoken to lots of friends over the last couple of months about how they are feeling and what is getting them through lockdown. The most common thing I heard was staying connected to friends and family and also planning for after lockdown. Since lockdown has begun, there has been an increase in hospital presentations, suicidal ideations, self-harm, more diagnoses than ever before. Crisis support lines are inundated and wait lists for free mental health services are months long. So with this theme, Connection Continues, we want to explore the importance of connecting to ourselves, each other, our communities, culture and land. Because in so many ways, connection of all kinds, are what helps to heal us. So, I'm going to stop talking soon, but with all this info in mind, we set out to hear the voices of young people, asking them to send us voice recordings of their mobile phones or devices to a series of questions exploring their experiences of lockdown, stories of connection, mental health journeys, and the things that are important to us that we are looking forward to doing again as we come out of lockdown. So listen up to what all these young people have to say. And hopefully for those listening, this provides you with some comfort that you are not alone in your experiences and a reminder
0: of all of the ways we are always connected in my path and i love it when they say it'll with the fresh shout out to my brothers that's really my bros because we've been through the hard times i'm glad put the shit behind now these days too many brothers getting
2: just checking if i can swap apps
1: how have you stayed connected
0: during lockdown
2: i have video called my friends um i've been using snapchat a lot because it's more visual uh And I make sure to call my friends at least once a week just to make sure that we're all staying in contact because, you know, time can slip away and you might get busy. But at least once a week you need to stay in contact with those. That's how I feel.
3: During lockdown, I've constantly been on video calls with my friends or chatted over social media about the latest movie or new things I've bought to temporarily separate from the stressful world around us. But I've also learnt to give myself an opportunity to disconnect and find company in myself and the nature surrounding me by going on walks and listening to music and just thinking.
4: Instead of just texting and having that conversation, I ensured that every communication I was having was over the phone. So I had someone's voice to listen to and also ensure that their emotions were valid and understood and recognized. I realized that in in our normal busy life, we often resort to texting because it's very convenient, it's fast-paced. But what I realized and how I improved my connection during lockdown was to have that pure human connection through talking with our voices and I ensured that I called the people I loved every single day and checked up on them to ensure well-being and also stay connected
5: I think lockdown has been a way for me to stay connected to myself I've been practicing meditation, I've been doing art, doing all the stuff that, you know, I love and I didn't really get time to do before, so it's been a way to, yeah, connect with myself.
1: What connection in your life are you grateful for? This doesn't have to be a connection to another person. It could be anything.
6: I have many connections in my life that I'm grateful for. Example, my family, but I'm most grateful for is my indigenous connection. I'm a proud human woman from New South Wales South Coast with ties to the La Perouse community in Sydney. I go down the South Coast once every year in January with my family it's so beautiful to be back in country out of an urban setting and be in touch with nature again there is a beautiful mountain called Cullingutty which is my mob's mother mountain on one side is where women used to go to give birth while on the other side of Cullingutty was a sacred men's space knowing I have this connection for life is something I will always be grateful for
7: There yeah, are various um, connections that I'm grateful for, especially with people and celebrities alike. For me in particular, I have had a strong connection with uh, K-pop group Stray Kids for the past three years. They've helped me a lot, like indirectly, through time, through difficult times, and they've helped me grow and develop to the individual person that who I am. I'm also grateful for the connections i have to my friends and family for, for the support they've given me during the lockdown and i hope that more people connect with each other in the future even when we're not in a lockdown state
8: i'm really grateful for my connection in life to the charity organisation 2010 gay and lesbian counselling services new south wales I'm so happy that this organisation has been working both in and out of lockdown since the pandemic began to bring services to young queer teenagers across this state, providing a safe and moderated space for them to work with each other, learn from each other, and to talk about mental health more broadly during the current times we're in. It's been an absolute pleasure of mine to work with them to facilitate projects myself And it's something that I'm so happy has been able to continue, even though it's online during these crazy times. Speaking of crazy times, during the anxiety in general of our world, and especially during lockdowns induced by the COVID-19 pandemic, we should all be working to look after each other. We should all be ensuring that we're taking care of each other, checking in, seeing if someone's okay and giving people a call because that's the one thing humans can do reliably, human connection. It's really important that even though it might be over a screen, that you make sure that you talk to your friends, talk to your mates, call them up, make sure they're okay and make sure that you're okay. Take time away from the screen, read a book, ride your bike, go for a walk, go sit in the sun, anything, cook a meal. Make sure that you and your friends are having a great time. And soon enough, we'll be able to get back out there just like we used to. Make sure that you get vaccinated because that's the number one way to make sure you and your friends stay healthy when we all get back to what we know and love.
3: As lockdown restrictions are easing, I cannot wait to see my friends again, especially those who live outside of my area and interstate. It's definitely not the same hanging out through a phone or computer, so I cannot wait to take spontaneous train trips or walks around the park with all of them.
9: The connections I'm grateful for in my life are my family and how close we have been able to be, especially during this really difficult time and my connection with the Reach Foundation. I'm a crew member at the Reach Foundation and being able to do online workshops with them has allowed me to connect with them on a deeper level.
1: What has lockdown given you space to reflect on?
5: Lockdown has given me the space to contemplate how... Important the small things are in life, like just being present while you take a walk in nature, or you know, when you get coffee or something, and you know, just like fully being there for that experience and really enjoying it. I think life is made up of small moments, and you know, we should appreciate them.
3: Honestly, it's quite hard to answer this question because personally for me, it's sort of like I've reflected on everything and also nothing at the same time. I I think it's because my brain sort of thought about everything all at once and that was so chaotic. And so I ended up just living like pretty much each day as something I had to get through until lockdown ended. And I had this sort of endless white noise in the back of my head just chattering at me. But I do think something positive came out of that very annoying chattering. I think now I'm clearer about what some of the things are that I need to do to feel better. I think a few of those things um, being just sort of getting more support from others that I've been lacking in lockdown. And also just taking some time to have a really good long think about some of the answers that I thought I had to um, larger existential questions. Um, and hopefully finding some peace in that. I really do think that is something positive out of the negative. These kind of realisations of what needs to change. Because it's not like these issues were created by lockdown. Lockdown just sort of showed me that they were there and now I have the opportunity to be even better and change those things.
4: Lockdown for me was a double-edged sword. On one hand, it was difficult to revolve back to the life of being isolated, but on the other hand, I realised that I had a lot of time for introspection, to be with my thoughts, reflect on my values and what I'm truly passionate about. Lockdown gave me the opportunity to think about these things, to reinvent myself, to prioritise and Understand what truly makes me passionate and want to wake up every single day. And I've been able to change my goals, edit them and ensure that I'm working towards a life that I'm truly purpose-driven and passionate about. And I would never have received this if I was in the fast-paced nature of normal life. So lockdown gave me that opportunity.
10: Lockdown has made me reflect a lot On my relationship with myself, how I perceive and treat myself as well as what really matters to me in terms of my own emotional needs as an individual. We are both the ships and the shipwrecks of our own desires, this lockdown really made me come to terms with that, for better and worse. Looking back I would say I became a more emotionally resilient person than I would have otherwise, but there definitely were no honeymoons in that process. Another thing that oddly and ironically came about in lockdown in all of its mundane monotony is actually a sense of impermanence about life that the highs and lows in life keeps coming and going whether that's securing a job after a successful interview or losing a loved one in this strange lockdown environment there was a bit of sweet notion of questioning what is grief if not love persevering coupled with the fact that things aren't beautiful just because they last
1: How can we look after each other during these tough times?
9: Different ways we can help look after each other during these tough times can be making sure you're available for other people, checking up on other people, being proactive, and doing random acts of kindness. Whether if it's for people in your life they are relatively close with, Or maybe it's someone that you know is struggling at the moment, such as the neighbour across the road. We are all in the same boat at the moment, so doing these small things will help everyone stay connected during these tough times. I think there's
3: really something to just be said about being compassionate to others and hearing other people. Because right now there's... A lot of disagreement. And um, I'm, I'm not saying you should just give up on talking to others about such things like getting vaccinated and being safe. But I think everyone's scared and confused right now. And I think it's really, really important to not get angry. I think it's really important not to yell, not to get mad. And I, I think that's honestly the best we can do, like any of us, is just to be gentle with each other. Because we all have no idea what's going on
11: I think a massive way to show people um how to get through these tough times is social media and contacting people and you know just saying you know hey how are you just checking in with your friends and checking in with family members and um setting up zoom calls have zoom dinners have zoom lunches um I think that was a massive thing for me was when my friends would just send me a text saying you know hey how are you do you want to do a zoom call tonight like with all the girls and I think that was a big thing that got me through, um, these tough times. Um, just making sure people knew that there was someone there for them to get them through this tough time. And, you know, looking after each other is our our main priority for someone's mental health as well. Um, and I also think, you know, (laughs) a massive thing I'm looking forward to when the restrictions start easing is, you know, going out to lunch with my family and, even just going over to my mum's house just to see my little brother and see my little sister and hang out with my nan. Um, And, you know, I've been lucky enough to be able to go and take care of my nan as being her carer, but it's, it's different when the whole family's around and, you know, all the little kids are around and it makes it so much more special and I think that's the main thing I'm looking forward to.
7: It's important to look after each other during these difficult times by checking up in on each other and just asking simple questions like are you okay, how are you going, all that kind of stuff just to make sure that your friends and family are okay because you never know what someone else would
3: be going
0: through. COVID has had a
1: devastating impact on youth mental health. What mental health supports do you want to see available for young people?
2: I would love to see more collaboration with the government and youth sectors. You know, the biggest problem we face is that we're underfunded and under and the biggest sector of that is the mental health sector. So where's all the money going? You know, the big organisations that spend more money on the advertisement than they do actually helping the young people that are being affected with mental health issues, you know, and that's not even including the young Indigenous kids or communities. You know, we're just so marginalised. I believe more government funding needs to be allocated to grassroots, you know, frontline and specialist community service programmes. You know, I also think the systemic issues need to be addressed and something needs to be done about it. Obviously, we do what we can with what we have to work with, and for us, youth and social workers, we do it because we love it, and we need to give our time for others. But, like I said earlier, we're just so under resourced and underfunded. So, I would love to see more collaboration between us and the government. I, I want access to therapy. I want easier access to therapy. Sorry, I just think. This whole 10 appointments thing is absolute bullshit. And I think that young people especially, but everybody should be able to access affordable and ongoing treatment. Not one that is stuck by time constraints or money constraints. I also think that more groups or more hob- things that you can do for hobbies in a group is excellent for mental health because it gives you connections to new people you never thought you'd meet, a new community, and something fun to do.
10: I think a potential idea would be a community-driven online or in-person group where people can have forums, discussions, and share their stories of what works and what doesn't. There will need to be moderators to ensure all of this is handled respectfully, as well as a criterion so that people that really need urgent help or emergency care doesn't use something like this as a parenthesis. But I do believe there is a strength in unity and community, especially when you can meet people that have experienced stuff that makes you realise you're not alone. It's one thing to be sad. It's another thing to be sad and alone, especially in this day and age.
1: What are you looking forward to now that lockdown restrictions are easing?
11: During... um. Restrictions easing is just spending time with my family and my loved ones, and because you know life is life is extremely short, and spending with your loved ones is is the best thing and the best medicine to help your mental health as well. Um, yeah, I can't wait to spend time
2: with my family, and yeah. Now that restrictions are easing, the most things I'm looking forward to are the social things, like shopping, going to the movies visiting friends and family, and most importantly, visiting and playing with my son.
6: There's so many different things I can't wait to do after this lockdown is over, but definitely on the top of my list is to celebrate my 18th birthday finally. I unfortunately had it throughout this lockdown and I wasn't able to celebrate the way I would have liked I'm currently completing my HSC at the moment, and as much as I haven't missed school in particular, I have definitely been missing my school friends a lot. I can't wait to sit down in a restaurant and eat dinner, go on picnic dates with my extended family. And most of all, I finally can't wait to get dolled up and wear all the clothes and shoes I've bought online over this long, long period of time in
0: lockdown. But I'm glad to drop these bangers in the streets. These bars are coming from my heart Cause I've been through the rough nights When I was ten Watch my brother get locked behind Cause he did some crimes But now I'm gonna change his life Put that shit behind Cause it's back in time Now I'm on my grind Spending my time Living my life Don't worry about the crime Cause I'm just a young brother Coming at the gutter Just to please my mother And to help my brothers If they need to the help in here Cause you people don't understand How it feels to be in my hands Thank you to all the
1: amazing young people Who shared their voices And thank you to Weave You and community services, and thank you to the Weave Youth Advocates for helping create this podcast. Also, a massive shout-out to Lil Arts for the song you've heard throughout this podcast. This is Lil Arts' first official release. It's called Sky Turns Dark. So go check it out on Spotify or download the Mad Pride zine at www.madprideyouth.org, and you can check it out there. To everyone listening, I hope this podcast has helped you to reflect on what connections are important to you and a reminder that you are not alone in these difficult experiences we are all having through lockdown. If you are in need of some support, you can call any of these mental health support lines any time of the day or night. Beyond Blue, 1300 224 636. Lifeline, 131 114. Kids Helpline, 1800 551 800. Take care of yourself, everyone, and we can't wait to continue having these conversations
0: with young people, for young people, in the new year. Bye for now.